Hello. Right now, I'm in the hospital room of a very close friend, Basia Basso, and the alert we're doing tonight is to bring her a complete, complete healing, a complete reforshlema in the way of other, completely beyond. God doesn't need to take nature into account, a complete healing. So we're hearing this learning. And Basia is hearing this learning. Can you repeat the name, please? Basia Bas Gittel. Thank you. Okay. So we were saying yesterday that we need to crush ourselves emotionally because the body and the animal soul are interwoven, intertwined. And if I crush emotionally my heart, that's how I'll reach my animal soul, crush the animal inside of me. And when the animal is crushed, this will allow naturally the godly energies to shine. And then, of course, I'll care. Because, of course, the nature of a Jew is to care. So now the Alter Rebbe has to give us thoughts to think that would crush us. The challenge is, the Altarev is talking to a Benoni, not only to people like us. So if I need to think of thoughts to crush myself, I could probably make a quick list of many areas I'm deficient in, many areas I still struggle with, many things I wonder, why have I not grown past this? You know, every once in a while you stumble on your own ugliness again, and you're like, wow, that's still there? Huh. So I could come up with such a list. But the author is talking to a Benoni. He's talking to a person perfect in thought, speech, and deed. And the author has to find for the Benoni things a Benoni could think about that are true and yet still emotionally crushing. So the author is going to now give him four possible thoughts to think, each one a little bit more refined, a little bit more subtle, but still uh, an evil there. And if the Benoni thinks, wow, I didn't know I was that far from God. I thought I'm a Benoni. I thought I'm perfect. And, of course, the Benoni really cares about his relationship with God. So this will truly crush him. So at a practical level, we do not have to think these four thoughts. Any thought that would crush us, any thought that makes us realize, realize how far we still are from God works. But each of the four thoughts, we can probably find some application to ourselves. So the first thought, the most simple of the four, is, hey, you desire things that God doesn't want. Not that you do them. Not that you say them. Not that you even consciously think them. If such a thought ever came to your head, you would reject your abandonment. You don't think something wrong. But you desire it. That's the struggle of a Benoni, to desire and crush, to desire and crush. Now, last chapter, or two chapters ago, chapter 27, we said, hey, the fact that you desire these things and don't give in to them, that's awesome. Rejoice. You're doing your job. You're giving so much pleasure. You crush evil in yourself. God crushes evil in the world. All of that is true. But now, I'm trying to take my magnifying glass. I want to look at any tiny flaw I can. I want to magnify it. I want to focus on it. I want to make myself feel bad about it. So even though it's true in general, 
when we look at, hey, I'm still tempted by these things, don't get upset by it. Rejoice. You're doing your mission. But for our purpose here, in finding something to think about that can crush the pain on me, this is the most simple and obvious thing. It's sort of like the muscle I give for it, the altar of it does not give this muscle, is like, let's say a woman is married, completely loyal to her husband, and then finds another man attractive. She's not, God forbid, going to do anything. She's not going to say anything to the man. She's not even going to consciously think about it. But on some level, she finds the man attractive. That's horrible. That's horrible. It is. That's what we're saying to the Benoni. We know everything you do is for God. We know everything you say is for God. We know everything you consciously think is for God. But the fact that there are things that tempt you, that God abhors, means something in you is attracted to, to another power, to another entity. You're married to God. You're one with God. And you have these other attractions. What's going on here? You're not completely, completely loyal in the relationship. And if you are so, if that's your reality, wow, you're like, (laughs) you're so low that we can't even imagine it. You're lower than anything. Why are you lower than anything? Because everything else in this world, it is what God made it. If it's a worm, God made it to be a worm. But God made you to be a man. God made you to be a human being who's consciously making himself godly. So when you fall, if a man acts like a worm, he's a lot lower than a worm. And even your love for God, which of course previously in chapter 13, we said it's fine and don't worry about it. And the fact that it comes and goes, it's still completely true because you can access it every day. This is you at your highest point. But since we want to break this person, since this person wants to break himself here, is your love really true? If it was really true, how come you don't have it all the time? So this is the first of the four thoughts the Rebbe is going to offer for the Benoni to think about, to find something inside his very, very perfect self that he could make big, add, through this, emotionally crush himself, which he'll crush the evil, through which he'll be free of this of the apathy of the stone-like heart. That was today's Tanya. Any questions, please unmute yourself, star six. Okay. So if everyone can just have in mind as they learn this Tanya, it should be a healing for Basia, the daughter of Gittel, in this very, very special time of 60 days of Adar, of enormous, enormous energy to bring tremendous, tremendous godly powers in the world. Thank you.